Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Plus, you got the the baseball playoffs coming up. Uh, your Mets are well, soccer. Uh, you got soccer. You can bet soccer worldwide. You can bet inside the games. You can bet golf. You can bet, you can. Bet, they got crazy bets going during the games. You can bet as much as you want all the time. And uh, some tremendous, tremendous uh, action coming up. So go to betonline.ag. Use the promo code podcast one or text bet now to two three eight six six nine and receive the same fifty percent welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Time to play with pain, where sports and inaccuracy collide. Now, here's your host, veteran sportscaster, and the voice of the International Speed Fishing Championships, Jet Waterhouse. Oh, brother. <laughs> Hello again, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My guest today, killer comic, writer, and host of Fitz Dog Radio, Greg Fitzsimmons. We're going to talk to him in just a second, uh, even though he's sitting right here. i got to do some other stuff. Right First, here. Yeah, let me thank the folks that sponsor this podcast for real. True Car, for all your car buying needs, Pluto TV, the free TV app. And betonline.ag, podcast one's trusted partner in all things gaming. And hey, if you like my podcast, stick around on this podcast one place. They got a ton of stuff, including uh, if you're a true crime fan, uh, they got something called the Court Junkie Podcast. It's now on podcast one. That's right. Imagine being wrongfully convicted for a crime you did not commit or a killer still on the loose, even though there's enough evidence for an arrest. The Court Junkie podcast shines a light on the injustices of the judicial system with deep dives into court documents and interviews with those closest to the case. Download new episodes of Court Junkie podcast on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. All right. Man, what a show. We got Advice Corner, Fiery Four. We're even going to do a pop quiz. Look out. Uh, great show. And as always, before we get to Greg Fitzsimmons, time for the Waterhouse Update brought to you by Medieval Knievel, the jousting daredevil. America's pastime. No, not tearing knee ligaments, taking a selfie off the back of a tuna boat. Baseball. Pennant races heating up like the battery coil on a Chinese toy. Yanks pulling away faster than an ex-girlfriend you're trying to kiss at a wedding. Cleveland. Like a stripper with student loans. They just keep coming at you. Dodgers trying to wrap up the NL West before Ashes and such season descends on them. Cubs finally waking up like Mitch McConnell when there's legislation to block. Yankees, Luke Voigt hit in the face. Oh, brother, rushed to King of Queens Hospital. I didn't even know that existed. That wrap-up sponsored by VIP, the luxury porta potty Golf, shocker. <laughs> British Open in Northern Ireland won by an Irishman. Shane Lowry had such a big cushion, he could have putted with a shillelagh and still won good. Lowry's victory speech, you'll appreciate this, 31 sonnets by W.B. Yeats. Oh, nice. Read them all, hour and a half, just standing there holding a platter. Tourney held at Royal Portrish in Northern Ireland. So the course, blessed by a Protestant, mowed by a Catholic. This just in, Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy, and Justin Day will play a skins game in Japan. The match will be broadcast only in Japanese anime. That item sponsored by three guys from Italy Restaurant. Why do you got to know their names? What's it to you anyway? You like the food? Shut up and eat. 
boxing, Manny Pacquiao beat Keith <laughs> Urban. Well, I should hope Wait so. The minute. guys at guitar play. Oh, hang on. It's just in that's Keith Thurman. Pacquiao, old enough to be Thurman's burner phone provider. He's like 48. Thurman blamed the loss on overwhelmed cornrows. I could see where that would cut off your blood flow. And finally, this week in sports history, the year 1912, the place Stockholm, Sweden, the fifth Summer Olympic Games held their closing ceremonies. Mercifully, six decades before ABBA. This Waterhouse Update brought to you by Gunga Dan's. For really mild Indian food, try Gunga Dan's. Now, finally, <laughs> it's talk time. My guest today, great stand-up comedian, TV writer, and host of his own hugely popular podcast called Fitz Dog Radio, Greg Fitzsimmons. Greg, how are you today? I feel like we've been doing this forever together. <laughs> yeah. It's a, there's a deja vu quality to this that I can't quite put my finger on. Now, I always try to guess the athletic body type yes. of uh, my guest. And, 150, uh, five foot eight. Yeah. Slender. Slender. So uh, here's what I'm going with. You look like the kind of guy who has successfully fixed a horse race. That's right. I, uh, Santa, Santa Ana. Yeah, it was sure. a Santa Anita. <laughs> Santa, Santa Ana is the big track down in Guadalajara. There was nothing holy about it. <laughs> no, Not no, when no. I was down there with my syringe. <laughs> no, Santa. So Santa Anita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, then you got to. Well, look, a couple of horses got to get taken out. They got to. <laughs> well, the tough thing is, is they go faster, but then they can't breed because they have erectile dysfunction. Oh, that's that's tough. Now they don't tell you that in the fine print of those commercials. No, no. They don't tell you about that. No. They don't tell you you're 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 uh, you're not going to stud farm, buddy. But you can see it on online. You can they, run there in about eight minutes, but you're not getting in. <laughs> <laughs> That's not happening. For what's you. the What's the rush? There's no action. <laughs> yeah, right, sure. <laughs> Story of my life. Now, born in New York, I sure. associated, associated you. Uh, that slip up brought to you by Porn on the Cob, <laughs> Iowa's number one adult store. <laughs> I associated you with that. Would uh, feel good, with, wouldn't it? With, yeah, Born. with with. With Boston, because yeah. yeah, as a comedian, I like to follow the comics and the comic yeah. life. As a comedian, you, you're kind of you kind of made your mark in Boston, but you're from New York, from New York, from Tarrytown, from Tarrytown, New York, and uh, born in the Bronx. Minutemen? What was the nickname the sli- of that? The, the headless horseman. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's the headless horseman. <laughs> the Tarrytown headless. Because we had Washington Irving lived in our town well, at one sure. point. He's the guy who did all the peanut stuff. Right? He did the peanut stuff. Yeah, Washington Irving. <laughs> And then we had came up uh, with fifty nine uses for uh, something like that. Yeah, something that's, that's George Washington Carver, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. It's, I mean, we'll have Jimmy Google that later. But I was uh, people. Where's search- Gibbons when you need him? He should yeah, be Mike Gibbons, who's Mike usually Gibbons, my he sidekick. You out. Yeah, he's not here. He can no. Google that and find out which Washington. Should we get him works. on the phone? No, All right. don't bother. And that with the phone connections you have here in Santa. Yeah, you're by the airport. They're jamming everything. Yeah. Because they don't want they don't want the terrorists coming. Perfect out. place for a recording studio next <laughs> right to the by airport. Sure. <laughs> sure, why not? So, uh, so Terrytown, the, the the headless horseman, yeah, was it, man. Now, uh, you know, a lot of high schools bail. They go traditional wildcats, bulldogs, something like yeah. that, or they go something unique to their area, like yeah. uh, the Fall Creek Crickets, yeah. or the Clintonville Truckers. But uh, wow. but headless horsemen would really uh, instill fear. Yes. In in opponents. And do you know who We are... will lop off your head. Yes. Is what you're saying. Yes. And we'll be on horses that are on steroids. Just a bloody neck stump right. painted on the side of the right. football helmets. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And our star athlete of all time, guess, uh, I'll give you a trivia question, who is it? 
Holds most of the records at Sleepy Hollow High School. Man, I feel like I just went through this and I can't remember. It, I'm going to go. Let I'll me give guess. you a hint. Let me All give right, you a hint. Uh, uh, Chichi Rodriguez. Wow, Chichi. You see the Mexican of, hat dance on uh, long putts. Yeah, just because of the, uh, the, the Puerto Rican connection up through New York, right. I thought maybe there was a shot. A lot of Puerto Ricans there, but this guy was uh, all all white. And uh, let's just say he could have he could have hit from both sides of the plate. Let's just say that. Oh, Guess oh, who it was. oh, oh, the the, uh, the uh, he's part of that Kardashian clan. Now. Yes, he is. Yeah, he's had the Kanye head. West. He had the <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he had the bowl cut. Yeah, and and, then, and now he's got sort of a uh, uh, he's got kind of a page boy. She. She, right, boy. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Jenner. Bruce Jenner. Bruce Jenner, there you go. Bruce Jenner. Star athlete, holds the uh, 100-yard dash record. And, and, quite frankly, is truly a headless horseman now. <laughs> Correct? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I'm not sure, but I think so. So now you you played, you played sports there. You'll be a plate sports in there for I'm the still getting it with the Bruce Jenner <laughs> for the horseman <laughs> for the horseman. Uh, yeah, 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 you play the you, what'd you play? Played hockey. Played hockey. Yeah. Sure, sure. A up hockey there, player. Yeah. And you know we had a pond in town, or is it? It was a lake, really. It was a lake, and uh, and we used to skate so much that we had a team that we beat all the other teams in the in the county because we were such good skaters. They had. The lake had these telephone poles that had spotlights on them. They had floodlights. Yeah, sure. And speakers. That's ba- that's back when people just did things for kids. That's right. <laughs> they, would, they, they would go, hey, let's keep the kids yeah, out of trouble right. and light the pond. Let's light the pond. Yeah, we nowadays, know where they are all the time. Nowadays, They had a heated little... shack. They served hot dogs and hot chocolate. Nowadays, that's just a front for growing marijuana. <laughs> Everything is. And they'll bust it, and then yeah. the kids are out of a right, pond. Right, and Then nobody can go near the pond. You can't go uh, within 500 yards of the pond anymore <laughs> legally. That's a shame, young kids. Restraining order on a body of water. <laughs> sure. Lake Terry. Terry Town? Terry Town Lakes. Terry Town Lakes? Yeah. Sure, up in the up in the up in the lakes region. It's a it's a reservoir for New York City, as a matter of fact. Wow. Yeah. So you, ooh. Yeah. Ooh, you guys. There's some high school pranks there. Oh sure. Sure. You, you guys probably thought of that. We would pee in the river and think, "Take that, Andy Warhol." For all you New Yorkers, that tip brought to you by <laughs> high fructose corn syrup. Don't worry, something worse will come along. And gentlemen prefer gentlemen. The all gentlemen's gentlemen's club. Oh, a double plug on that. Yeah, one. yeah, double plug. So now you skated. And then, and then, did you skate uh, organized? Did you? Skate yeah. Then we played. Uh, when I played for the high school team, I was uh, I was a good skater, and so the coach said to me, even though I was five foot one, one hundred and fifteen pounds, he goes, "Fitzsimmons, you're playing defense because you can skate backwards." <laughs> that was the key. That was the key for defense. Yeah, was skating backwards. Right. Wasn't bulk. Wasn't attitude. No, he taught me how to check, and I was too small to check with my shoulder or my hip, which is the proper way. So he taught me how to just dig in. And drive the top of my head into the chin of the opponent, which so, caused me to chip a vertebrae in my neck. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, and I imagine you have your own concussion protocol that you go through every day. Oh, yeah. I will Leading not off. with your head. Although he wisely sensed that that's where all your rage was. Yes. Was it actually yeah. in your head. Yeah. We put the Irish kid on defense. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Just... You know. luck and then uh, who is your coach? Uh, is he a good coach, bad coach? He was one of the best coaches of all time and uh, ended up actually coaching for the uh, for the Rangers. He was uh, an assistant coach for the Rangers later on. And, wow. And he was like uh, a high, that's big. Yeah. For a high school. Guy he was go good. He was tough. What was he his would, name? Uh, Frank Effinger. And he would scream at me. He would say, uh, hey, Fitzsimmons. I'd be offsides. He'd go, Fitzsimmons, you're not on a pond. 
You know, okay. yeah. And uh so and then the worst that's the one thing you probably wouldn't pick up a lot of on a pond. No. Is the offside. No, not a lot of offside. Offsides, no real blue line. Offsides meant somebody hit a slap shot that missed the net, and then you had to chase the puck down <laughs> for five minutes. Right. Down into the tributary. Yeah, right. <laughs> that led to the... Yeah. <laughs> the, the uh, that was the downside of pond hockey. Sure, that led to the uh, I estuary. Want to hear my worst coach of all time? Oh, I'd love to hear your worst coach of all time. Dad. Oh, your dad coach. Now, your dad was like, a, was like a radio guy. Yeah, he was a big radio guy in New York. What did he do? What kind he, of radio show? He did he? talk radio. It was uh, not too different than what you do, except uh, he— God, I'd hope so. He, he, <laughs> I'd hope he'd do something completely yeah, different than right. this. And so it was— uh, Scraping the bottom of the barrel here. Well, what you do, I think, has a place. Well, that, 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 that's one of the nicest left-handed compliments <laughs> I've ever heard. Thank you. <laughs> We won't go into where that place is. It's Podcast One. It's it Podcast One. <laughs> there you go. So, you, so, so then your dad, a radio guy, yeah. somehow coaches you. What did he coach you in? He w- it was Little League Baseball, and oh, he that's would— always, that's, a, that's a Freudian minefield. Oh, God. I, had, uh, I was such a bad player, and so he would, uh, he would bench me. And we had a guy named Arun, who was Indian. And he weighed like uh, 325 pounds, and he struck out every single time to the point where our team would chant Arun when he would get up to the plate, ironically. His parents really thought that we were cheering for him, and it was a joke. Meanwhile, I was sitting on the bench while Arun got up to the plate. That's how bad I was. So sarcasm took hold at an early age. Yes. For young Greg Fitzsimmons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything was— Little League. Yeah, Little League. And your dad, coaching, did nothing to stop. No, encouraged it. Yeah. He had a uh, he drove a Fiat. It was a uh, convertible Fiat. This is before the new Fiats. Yes, this is the old Fiat. The old Fiats. Yeah, and he would that try lost to... World War II for the Italians. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Then they brought them over. Conquered here. by the Volkswagens and, and the BMWs. Passenger cars. Yeah, and so we uh, and then he would take us all in that car. He'd take like five of us down to the it's Barone's Ice Cream because that was our sponsor. We were the Barone's Wildcats. Wow! And he'd take us down to Barone's Ice Cream in his convertible. The scoopers should have been. I'm just saying put a little uh, thought behind the nicknames. <laughs> the swirls. The swirls. Yeah. There you go, the butter brickles. The sprinkles. The sprinkles. A little weak, but better than uh, wildcats. Yeah. 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 My goodness. Your dad probably found some irony in that, wildcats. Yeah. 300-pound th- Indian kid. <laughs> He's Indian for Pete's sake. Put him in as a pitcher. They got that crazy cricket yeah. windmill thing Right, going. right. If he was in the convertible, nobody else went to the ice cream shop. It was just Dad in our room. The <laughs> rest of us were hitchhiking that had week. Had to walk. <laughs> that hurts. That stings after a 13-2 loss. At my hands. My fault. Your Drop fault. third pitch. That's all your dad. That's that yeah. Freudian stuff there. So that was, a hor- that was bad, yeah. having your dad coach you. But the other, yeah, I like that. So then you go, yeah, 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 yeah. well, wait a second. New York, right down the hatch there. Terrytown, that could go either way. Yeah. Uh, Jets, Mets, Giants, uh, Yanks. Uh, how'd you go? Well, my dad's radio station uh, covered sports. And so they had uh, they had the Mets, the Giants, and the Rangers. So we could get free tickets. So those were our teams. Those even were though, the three teams. Even though I was born in the Bronx, mo- both my parents are from the Bronx, should have been Yankees <laughs> fans. 
all the way. Sure. But, you know, a free ticket will buy uh, buy a lot of loyalty. Yeah, it really will. Yeah. Even down at the supermarket. If they're handing out free tickets to the movie theater. Oh, yeah. Yeah, AMC. Right. I'm an AMC guy. Yeah. That's it. I don't I don't waver. No. They give you free tickets. That means a lot. Oh, it, uh, Unless it's a one-man show, in which case that's going to work against you. No, no, no. No loyalty there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you mean the comedian uh, type of one-man shows. Nobody wants to see a one-man show anymore. No, no. It's really kind of, uh, it, it's kind of painful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Get another uh, person in there. I don't want, yeah, get it, get, you know. Nichols and May. Nichols and May. Get a gal Burns and what's the other guy? Burns and Schreiber. They did that thing with the taxi cab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack Burns and Avery Schreiber. Oh, the best. <laughs> yeah. Now you got John Mulaney and yeah, uh, Nick yeah. Kroll on Broadway. Yeah, yeah, doing it too, man. Even they were smart enough to go, you know the what, let double up here. Sure. We're known as that, that other kind of, the new kind of comedy. Right. The alternative, alternative comedy. comedy. They said, no, he's going to sit around for an hour and a half of alternative Yeah. Comedy. Let's double up and do some gags. Right. And bango, Broadway. Boom. That's impressive. Uh, so so you get the free tickets. Yeah. So you're Mets, Rangers, yeah. and, uh, and, and Giants. And Giants. Mets, Giants is a weird combo. Usually it's Mets, Jets. That's right. But the free tickets led you right to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, you got the Long Island guys were all Mets and, uh, and Jets. But, um, you know, and they were tough years. It was tough years to be a Mets fan and a Giants fan, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who was quarterback in the, the Giants back then? Uh, was that that Jeff Pat Hayden? Guy? Pat, Pat Hayden. Oh, we see that he was the Rams, wasn't he? No, he might have been the Giants. I don't know. Oh, God. I don't know. Was that the YA Tittles years? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure who was. <laughs> they had that one guy, Joe Pasarczyk. Was that the Joe guy? Joe Pasarczyk. Handed off badly. Oh, it was that his again. downfall? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that was there. Mm. So you had a rough row, Mets and Giants, and yeah. not in the good years. Well, once we got, once I got to college, things picked up for the Mets. Boston that, that University you went to. I was in Boston during the Mets-Red Sox World Series. Oh, which good was Lord. The greatest because, you know, my father, because, again, because of the uh, radio connection, he knew some of the people in the front office of the, uh, of the, the Mets. And so he got us tickets for game four. Oh, so he came up to Boston, and we were fanatics. I mean, sure. I'm surrounded by mass halls in Boston, and the Mets <laughs> are losing, and we're going to lose this series. Right. And he comes up for game four, and he took me. He said, I got three tickets, so you can bring any friend you want. Oh, brother. And so there was a kid named Eric who we called the Hick because he was from a, a sheep farm in Ohio. Air Hick. Air Hick. <laughs> And so Air Hick had protected me. We were urinating in the hallway, in the in the stairwell sure. of the dorms. Well, it happens a lot. Yeah, we're like you're like homeless people yeah. when you're a freshman. And so we didn't realize that the security guard was directly underneath the stairwell, and the urine leaked and landed on him. So he ran up the stairs after us. I oh, took. Brother. I'm from New York, so I take off. Yeah, sure. Dick flopping out. I don't give no, a shit. No, no. I'm gone. No, no. The hick who's from a sheep it's farm. It's not going to affect your aerodynamics down that low on your center of gravity. Helps you steer. Interesting. You lean it's, into the it's turn. Rudder ish. <laughs> it's like, I mean ish. Right. <laughs> and so, uh, so, and the hick just stands there. He's from a sheep farm, and they grab him. <laughs> oh, brother. And they shake him down, and they go, who was the other guy? Oh, brother. And like a loyal friend, he yeah. didn't tell. And they gave him community service, and they said, we're going to double your community service to 40 hours unless you give us the guy. He didn't give me up. Wow. So I brought him to the World That's Series. That, you know why? Because he's from a sheep farm, and uh, they don't tell on each other down there. They don't squeal. 
so to speak. Well, that's when they going went on on the sheep the farm. pig farmers. Uh, yeah, they don't, don't squeal. Well, yeah, I don't know what sound a sheep makes. <laughs> bah. Oh, oh, yeah. They don't yeah, bah yeah. on each other. All right, okay. I got to watch that match game more often. I'll pick up tips <laughs> like that. Uh, so, so, so that's the kid you bring to the game. Hmm. That's impressive. And, that's uh, loyalty on your part. And I believe we won that one. I can't remember. And you, my dad, were you a uh, smartass about it? Because you were starting stand-up already by then. Yeah, I was doing stand-up in college. Stand-up I was, uh, as a freshman, I went, and the, the day, that, the first time I ever went on stage in Boston was the night that after the uh, Patriots had lost to the Bears in the very famous 1986. Oh, sure, like 73 to nothing. It was terrible. Like it was one yeah, of the biggest horrible. blowouts in Super Bowl history. Yeah, yeah. And I went up on stage in front of a bunch of mass holes. And uh, and it didn't go well. They were not they were not in the mood. for They weren't happy to night. talk to a New Why York. Why did they country? come out? Yeah, if you're not there, yeah, you you're know? not there to forget the game. Yeah. and laugh a little bit. Sure. That that bit of advice brought to you by Old McDonald. <laughs> yeah, I still have a farm, so buy some friggin' bacon or something, and ukuleles. Make any music sound unimportant with a ukulele. Oh, it's so true. So you start there. You start stand up there. Yeah. So and I was going to class during the day. And then at night I would go out to clubs like Stitches, where sure. I was beat up on stage. Ironically, at a club called Stitches, <laughs> there was a guy so, in the audience who was uh, not so named because there was a paramedic on duty. Nope, no, there nope. was nobody there to help. The it was because there was no bouncers to stop people from attacking you on stage. Stitches, yeah, wow. So there's an Israeli guy in the audience. He's uh, of course his name is Simka, and he's a cab driver. And he comes in because it was a. Uh, they were having a Jewish singles night. At This is before there were those apps that you get on your phony. Man, this is when you do just about any gig, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Hey, it's Jewish singles yeah. night. Get the Irish and <laughs> Catholic guy. He'll, he'll, he'll do it. <laughs> so this guy's heckling me because he's frustrated because none of these Jewish girls from BU and Harvard, sure. they want nothing to do with a cab driver. Right. He's, they want to meet him. He's pre-incel. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a they want free, they want pre med, not pre incel, <laughs> and so so they ignore him, and so he starts attacking me because he's angry, and I and I I make fun of him, and then he points at me and he goes nothing more, and I and so I shit on him again, and he came at me fist clenched, and I took the microphone, and it was one of these one of those old school microphones, you know those sure. Game of Thrones ones with the steel yeah. mesh. You're right, exactly. And I looks like uh yeah like like uh, like Walter Winchell in the forties. <laughs> He literally kills someone. You're a big Winchell fan. I like Walter Winchell. I learned a lot from Walter, which is mostly volume. (laughs) A lot of volume, a lot of energy. Covers a lot of mistakes. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he comes on stage, and I hit him in the forehead with this uh, microphone. And he's bleeding all over himself. And then he gets me in a headlock, and he does some Krav Maga shit on me. Oh, brother. Massad. Massad. Ex-Massad. He did it for me. And so he's swinging me around the stage. My legs are flailing. We're knocking tables over. Crowd's loving it, I'm sure. Well, but this is Boston, so yeah. Yes, so then, exactly. so the, finally, the bouncers put out their joint and they decide to come on stage and save me. And they drag the guy out. And then the club owner, Harry Conforti, comes over to me and he goes, "Hey Fitzsimmons, you got five minutes left. <laughs> he makes me go back on stage and do the rest of my time." So I walk on stage and they finally come down. And I've just gotten my ass kicked. They finally calm down. And uh, and it's the I get a standing ovation. It's the first standing ovation I've gotten in my life. And it's because, like you said, it's Boston. They'd rather see a fight. Sure, of course. And so they calm down, and I look around the crowd, and I go, all right, who's next? <laughs> Thank you. Good night, I hope. Yeah, right. Man, 
That's brilliant. That yeah. anecdote brought to you by Buckshots, <laughs> the deer-flavored tequila, and Sticklers.com, the anal retentive dating site. <laughs> so now you're pounding the stand-up. You go down to New York. Yeah. You're starting to create your own uh, career right, right. As, a, as a stand-up, and, you, and you're liking it. Yes. Because you were like an English guy in the college, right? There, there, there. I was an English and a history major. I wanted to be a writer. and so, But, but the stand-up in New York was different because— um, Boston was saloon comedy. It was really there was these full yeah, houses. Survival, yeah, yeah. It was survival. But you go on stage in Boston, and it's not, it's not assumed by the crowd that you are the funniest person in the room. You have to earn it. <laughs> yeah, right. Every yeah. time. Yeah. You have yeah. to take the mantle. Sure. And so, uh, so I learned how to like Greco-Roman wrestling. Yes, very much so. And it and and, and you get stitches from it sometimes. Sure, sure. And so I'm on stage night Open after night. Open Wound was the other big club up there. And right. That was at the Indian Casino. Yeah, Bled Out was another big club in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> but New York, a little different vibe. Different vibe. There it was more about there's no one in the crowd. You're on at 2 o'clock in the morning, and you have to try to— <laughs> You have to try to do crowd work just to get a reaction. Sure. So that's where I start learning how to do crowd work. Ah. And I got a little bit more of an edge going. Right, right, right. Yeah. So you kind of developed your own uh, your own vibe. Yeah, and it was a very, like, edgy vibe that I don't know served me in my career over the past 30 years because you, it's not a likable vibe. <laughs> you know, and I think comedy now is all about being likable. Yeah, yeah, friendly. It's friendly. It's <laughs> sweet. I'm on your side. And I was taught to do comedy where you're confrontational. Sure. And you try to incite people to be angry somehow. <laughs> and if you didn't get a couple walkouts in a show, you weren't a real you weren't comedian. Doing your job, yeah. Especially in New York. Right. I don't know. So, uh, yeah. So, so you're developing that edgy thing. Yeah. And then that kind of fell off in the last decade or so. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot As of my cool, career has. There's a lot of guys going. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of guys saying now, uh, "Hey, we're all friends." Which yeah. I'm not sure. I don't. I don't. I don't remember that. No, uh, from observing the community at that time. But then, yeah, you go, okay, yeah, maybe you sense that, and that's why you start to sl- kind of slide into writing. Yeah, uh, get another club in the bag, so to speak. And 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 uh, and you were good. How did that happen? How'd you get into? How did what did, in your mind said? Ooh, I think I could write for uh, other people too. Well, it, ha- it was happenstance. I was doing uh, audience warm-up for the old uh, Bill Maher. You know Bill Maher? Yeah, show sure. Politically Incorrect on Talking Comedy Central. Confrontationalism is a middle name. Not likable. And uh, and yet made it work for him. Sure. That's his hook. Yep. He's unlikable. Yeah, and he owns it. <laughs> yeah, and he so, so he hired me based on watching me do warm-up. He said, I think this guy can write for the show. So all of a sudden— Good eye. He's got a good eye, and he gave, gave me my the first Bill break. Vec of show business, he could— <laughs> He can pick out people <laughs> and get them in the right role. He, he got me in that room, and we used to we used to get up there, and we would have to write. By 11 a.m., we were responsible for handing in 40 jokes on the news. Wow. So you just go through the newspaper furiously, get oh, that USA smokes. Today section where it goes state by state and try to write a joke for each state. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. You really see the difference in the states, too. <laughs> Because it's like New York, axe-wielding, killer yeah, of nine, right, right. kills 18 more. And then like yeah. Wyoming, screw holes on new license plates don't quite line up. You know, the <laughs> priorities are a little different. In the day. That's a, that exercises the joke muscle. Oh, uh, I'm going to use that as a stand-up comedy routine. Unless you go into stand-up. I might. So you should I use might, that I if might. you ever go into stand-up comedy. Because I'm coming off of events like the weak-handed axe-throwing championships. <laughs> Uh, just outside your place, Terrytown, there was up in the Lakes region, but I think it was an off-Lakes region. Any injuries? Uh, bloody mess. Yeah. 
They have a target. Nobody hits it. <laughs> Uh, and they don't tell a lot of the people milling about just waiting for beer. The concession stand, frighteningly close to the target. So it's it's an entertaining event if you're in the bleachers. Don't forget that. to pick up a foot-long hot dog. Make that a six-inch hot dog. <laughs> yeah, they're just all over the place. So, uh, so, so, so you, you, you get a, a toehold there. Yeah. And then you go, and then, and then. Uh, marriage and family, right? Marriage and family. I moved out to Los Angeles with my beautiful wife, Erin. Yeah, that makes anybody develop a second and a third pitch. Oh, yeah. The mound. You can't just go fastball. No, anymore. You no. got kids. Yeah, you got to nibble gotta, the corners. You got to nibble <laughs> the corners. You got to change it up. Yeah, right. Spit on the ball a little bit. Slurve. Yeah. Go for it. So then you go riding. Might be a, yeah. Well, I realized that uh, I had a child in 2000. I had a, I had a you 2000 didn't realize child. you had a child in 2000. No, I found out in 2001. I was at the Green Bay Chuckle Hut. My wife called me. It said, you got a one-year-old kid. You got a kid for a year now. You should get off the road. And so I called up my old friend, Louis C.K., and I said, I need a job. I need a writing job. And he was writing on a show called Cedric the Entertainer Presents. Sure. I remember that. I can't remember who was starring in it. And... um, Variety show, like old time. Yeah, variety, variety show, show like old timey. Oh yeah, it was like a Walter Winchell kind of a thing. Yeah, sure. And he sure. Uh, he brought me in and he said uh, he introduced me to Cedric and he got me a meeting and I pitched Cedric some jokes about uh, different things. Like one was like how uh, black people are always the first ones kicked off reality shows. <laughs> you know, the guy could be a green beret who's who can cook and speaks three languages, but it was like, sorry, Randall. Don't let that tent flap hit you on the way out. <laughs> You're gone. You're gone. That's great. So he hires me. Uh, understandably. Yeah. Funny joke. And joke like hands, that. Yeah. That's, that ma- almost matches the USA Today state-by-state record. Yeah, crushes, that you did crushes, earlier. crushes. So we go. Crushes uh, that joke. So we do that for a year, and that leads to uh, jobs over the last, well, my son's 18. So for 18 years, I've been splitting my time between uh, stand-up and the writing and then this uh, – Radio and podcasting. Yeah, you slid for, into that pretty, uh, pretty nicely. Slid in. I did the, uh, I did the Howard Stern show many times. As you know, certain comedians were asked to do the show many yeah, times yeah, over yeah. the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. I remember became listening. favorites of uh, Howard Stern. I can't remember all their names, but there was a lot no, of them. And, and nor should you. No, at this point, no. The hell people, with them. Come they, on. No, they're they're not asked to so be you on got anymore. A little bit of a toehold there, and then, so he offers uh, he uh, offers me a show on the ooh. air one day. He goes, "You want to do a show on my channel?" So I start doing the Bad show on Monday to say nights. No. What not you put on me air. on the spot. Live air. Yeah. It's Howard Stern. What Just are you gonna to be say? Catholic polite. Sure. You would say yes. Well, when you found out the money, you would say I actually was being polite. <laughs> and so I did that for ten years and that just ended in uh, December with a phone call from the program director who was in an airport in Miami. And called me to let me know that my services were no longer needed. Was he fleeing the country? He was fleeing the country. Yeah, he had gold. Uh, he had Klugerans. He had doubloons. Yeah, doubloons. <laughs> and Klugerans. <laughs> and he was actually getting out. Yeah, kind of nice of him to, to give you the courtesy call at that. Point, of course, considering he's on his way to the Cayman Islands right. with a nineteen-year-old. <laughs> Nineteen. And Jeffrey Have Epstein's Epstein. <laughs> By the way, hey, that, listen. Well, before we go any further, oh yeah, that tip brought to you by Sweet Coast Penicillin <laughs> Nut Bar. Munch the pain away with Sweet Coast, <laughs> and damn it, the world's most frustrating board game. <laughs> so now listen to me. So so then you do the radio show, uh, uh, but but uh, you're at simultaneously developing this kind of podcast, right? You kind of climbed Kilimanjaro. Uh, on your own, right. developing an alternate, your own pathway, 
but you know, I'm making the Greg Fitzsimmons brand. You take a radio, and then you're doing uh, 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 the stand-up, and you're yeah. doing podcasts. Right. And uh, now, uh, again, partially by necessity, but but there's got to be a little something in here that's going, you know, it's, it's kind of Greg Fitzsimmons time. I'm doing some writing for other people, but uh, I got I got to exercise this Greg Fitzsimmons muscle. Or I'm going to go. Nutty. Right, right, right. No, it, that is really the key. And with stand up, going up in front of your own crowd of people that are laughing at you, and after the show you meet them and they had a great time, and it just makes you feel it, it fills up your your well. Yeah. With, uh, you know, you feel pretty good about yourself. You're their so. guy. You're their guy. You're so. like Nick Foles in Philly. You can't make a mistake. <laughs> you, you can't do it. No, it's not like being Larry Bird in Boston where you make one mistake and, oh, they're on you. <laughs> they're on you. Oh, no, geez. Nick Foles in Philly, no, he could open a mosque. Yeah. He'd probably still be popular there. <laughs> it's amazing. So uh, with your crowd, that, and then you go, hey, why don't I do more of this? Yeah. It widen that crowd, and I'm sure the radio and then the podcasting. That helps. Broadens the, uh, yeah, the, the demographic for you. Yeah. And so, um, you know, so now there's a good balance where my wife, I think my wife likes, I go away maybe 15 to 20 weekends a year, uh, tops. And so that's she just, likes a, that. she likes that. Get, get yeah, out of the yeah, house. Give yeah. me some space. I like it. I go out. I have women in every city. I've got small families. Wow. Throughout. So you're, yeah. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I mean. Uh, old school. It's, old, it's school. old school. I mean, you think that uh, I mean, uh, you think Ralph Kiner didn't have a woman in every city in the National yeah, yeah, League? Come on, uh, Bartolo Colon still does. <laughs> Speaking of uh, uh, this portion of the broadcast, brought to you by Bartolo Colon Colon. <laughs> <laughs> Smell good enough to have two completely separate families with Bartolo Colon Colon. <laughs> so you're going around like 15, 20 weeks a year, yeah. but your wife is thinking it's a breather. Sure, more relationships should have that. Yes. That's impressive. It really That's does healthy. work. I mean, join the National Guard, everybody. Sure. I mean, at least for the year you're stateside. Yeah. It works. Right. And they send you to Kabul. Oh, Jesus. And you're sitting there thinking, I'm an insurance adjuster. I hear they have, a minor, doing they have a minor league team over there now. In Kabul? They? Yeah. The Kabul Cabanes. That's right. Uh, there's a guy thinking. There's a marketing guy thinking. Now, how the, do cra- you sh- the crowd is a good 100 yards from the playing field. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure, he's cut left. He's gone for 17. Oh, we hit a landmine. That's tough. That's good D there. That's just plain old good. That's good defensive planning, I think you'd say. So now listen to me. You got to shift. It's a suicide your... squeeze. Holy shit. He really did. It actually is. How's he going to get to first base now? Well, they got a pinch runner automatically and when they call that play. The guy runs right out of the dugout. If he can make it to first, boom, he's in. Boom. Uh, now, uh, uh, so uh, – uh, What's your greatest stand-up memory? Because oh. you, you've worked a ton of shows. You've worked with great people. Yeah. You've headlined and worked with young uh, folks. Uh, you've opened for 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 for, uh, for bands and for other yeah. comics and for all kinds of – you've done talk shows. Talk shows. You've done it all. What, what's the one memory? Maybe not even greatest, just the one that sticks out in your head where you go, oh, I will never forget I think this by moment. easily the, uh, the, the biggest moment for me was – uh, my father was a big proponent of my stand-up, and being in a rare, it is rare. rare. I know. I don't know if that helped me or hurt me, but well, he it probably helped you. Well, it didn't help me yeah, when he was my little way. league baseball coach, yeah. but it did when he was. Uh, it it got with you stand-up. back to neutral from the little league. Experience. That's right. That That's right. You. So uh, he died, and then uh, that year, probably about six months later, 
I got my first big break, and they booked me on the David Letterman show. Late wow. late night with David That's Letterman. That's a big deal. Big deal. I mean, in the comedy world, there was nothing bigger no. at that time. And I loved Letterman. I watched Letterman every night my whole life. And so, and it was, you know, you think of comedy on Letterman, it'd be like Bill Hicks and Kinnison and all these amazing comics over the years. Stephen yeah, Wright that did sure. it all the time. And so I work my set like I'm getting ready, training for the Olympics. I mean, I'm going out every night for two months sure. running that set three times a night five you got minutes, to you got to just nailing it down and so i get my hair cut i get a new suit i got my set ready and i go out on stage and uh and it was just it was just magic i mean that 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 room the ed sullivan theater was just the greatest place to do stand-up and i got like seven applause breaks and David comes over and he shakes my hand and he says, you know, the usual thing. He says to everybody, great job. Thanks for being here. But it meant so much yeah. that I, he was really saying. And then I got off stage and the moment before I went on, I thought about my dad. I just get for a moment. I just right. sort of connected Flash. with my dad. Yeah. And I got off stage and I just started weeping. Wow. It just all came crashing down. And Faith Hill was the next guest. She was going on after me. And she just came up and she just gave me a big hug. Wow. And I was like, how's it get any better than wow. this? It doesn't get any better yeah. than that. That Except anecdote I... brought to you by Fertilitinis. <laughs> a testosterone-boosting <laughs> martini <laughs> olive. It's from Italy. It's from Italy? Yeah. Does that help sell the product? Well, yeah. And plus, it was one of my more respectful sponsors yeah. after a touching anecdote. Sure. I didn't want to. Faith Hill hugs you. Yeah. That's impressive. The sad thing is I pushed in a little bit. And she pushed well, he back. Even tr- Whoa. <laughs> Man, lucky for you, no hashtag movements back then. That's right. You'd have been swept up. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be uh, you'd be coaching hockey. Up Did on that ever happen right to you? You ever get me too'd at all? Uh no. But I'm always uh I'm always afraid that uh that the listenership might grow to a point where I will get sucked into right. me too. Because right. I believe I wander into those moments uh, constantly without me really knowing it. Well, you're a major minor celebrity. That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, third-tier sports celebrity. Mm. Yeah, a lot of those events. Yeah, I'm doing the interstate barehanded culvert hunt in a couple of weeks <laughs> outside of Omaha, a place called Stair, Nebraska. So they can't get in Omaha? No, they can't get in Omaha. Yeah. You know? Well, they don't want it in Omaha. The traffic's too thick. Yeah, sure. When you're, when you're standing next to an interstate, yeah, uh, you want it to be kind of uh, uh, loose. Right, right, right. You don't want right, a lot right. of traffic. Yeah, people are lined up. Because you're pulling, s- you know, the winner last year pulled out a refrigerator with a door. And a beaver, a live beaver. He won. So, you know. How do you lose to that? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you lose? How do you call that? Somehow I did it. Uh, I got a bona fide big time comedian and podcaster. Oh, with boy. Me. Time for advice corner. Okay. Actual takeaway from the great Greg Fitzsimmons. These are actual questions, Greg, just in case there's kids listening out there who might want to get into this business or yeah. kind of dabble in the things you're doing, and uh, you might be able to help them out. Best packing tip. Best, I know you do a ton of you've been you've been on see. the road for forty Best years. Best packing tip is roll don't fold. You roll take don't your clothes fold. and you roll them up a like a burrito. Tip. That's, That's it. A perfect tip. Roll, roll don't, don't fold. Don't fold. And you that you can get more stuff in there, and it actually wrinkles less. Wow. You can do it with your shirts. Sure. Well, my shirts, I have this thing. It's a rectangular thing that it has a uh, it has like a hard 
rectangular thing that you fold your shirts around. I have a hard rectangular thing. See, right there, I could get sucked up into a hashtag. Well, and if certainly. I viewership, listenership. Well, rectangular would also be uh, very difficult to make love with, I would imagine. Look, I, yeah, well, look, I don't, I don't ask questions. Right. I let them. Uh, you let them figure it out? Yeah. They're professionals. <laughs> you know, you you bring the goods to market. You don't sell them. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm only responsible for one link in the chain. Yeah. So to speak. Roll don't fold. Roll don't fold. I love it. Uh, overall uh, travel tip could be airports. Right. Could be uh, could be rental cars. Yeah. Well, I would say without a doubt these days, get your TSA card. You go in there. You, they ask you a bunch of questions. They check if you have any felonies, and then they give you this card. And, I mean, I'm telling you, there are times at the Dallas-Fort Worth airport where you, where you wait an hour, and they make you zigzag through oh, that, yeah. that line. Yeah, it's it's like two-a-days. Yeah. Yeah, they make you, then they make you do the 40. you got to run between <laughs> the cones. <laughs> 4.6 or better, otherwise yeah, back right. to the back of the line. You're, right. you know, you're not going to Philly. And then you get to the TSA line, and it is just uh, it's a wind sprint. It's just... You boom, know, you're through. Boom, you're through. Sometimes I'll go through twice just to look at those people. I love it. Now, you told me something that before we got on that I like, too. This is going to be a bonus tip here. Yeah. Uh, with your uh, family. where you're, Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Here, if you travel internationally and you've got those giant uh, immigration lines to yeah. get back in the country, uh, what I do is we fake an injury. We have JoJo, my youngest, fake an injury, take a header, getting off the uh, plane sure. on the bridge. And then uh, they give her a wheelchair, and you go to the front of the line. Boom! And that saves you another hour right there. The Keyshawn Johnson defense, <laughs> fake an injury. <laughs> Good New Yorker knows that. All right, tip number three. Thing to remember when you're in a pitch meeting as a writer yeah. and a performer. You're right. in these pitch meetings all the time with these executives trying to sell a show. Well, what do you do in there that helps you out? Well, the key is when you go in, they're going to ask you when you sit down. The assistant will say, would you like some coffee or water? You ask for a triple shot caramel macchiato, something difficult, and something then they like, got to wait, and it it, put, it makes your status go way up in the room. Oh, plus it puts you, uh, it puts them on your clock a little bit. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They think they're in control of everything, yeah. And all of a sudden, hey, everybody's kind of waiting for what the hell did he order? Something That's with right. maple syrup. Yeah, <laughs> look, yeah, look maple out. syrup. He's getting waffles during a pitch <laughs> meeting. You order waffles. <laughs> you got to cut. Is he going to use a knife? I'm all off my game. Just buy his product. Let's get him out of here. It smells too good. I'm off my low-carb thing now. Yeah, I like it. Throw him a curveball. Uh, best way to loosen up a tight writer's room, because I mean, oh. you've, you've written for everybody. Yeah. Cedric, Louis, you've written award shows. You've written everything. Uh, Ellen, uh, so you've done daytime and nighttime. Yeah. Uh, how, do, how do you, when you feel that writer's room kind of going, uh-oh, well, yeah. we don't have anything on this. How, what do you do? What do you think? I think the key is you got to have running bits. you got to have th- jokes that are not on script. They are not have nothing to do with the show. Have nothing to do Just with what you're Just a doing. fun thing to get everybody's mind clear. And there was a like go- a goofball. You need someone in there. Right, yeah, yeah. You right. need someone who's going to pull some shenanigans. And there was a show. I won't. I won't name the show. But there was a very famous sitcom that was on the air for ten years. And there was a guy that would go. One guy would would lay down on the couch and pretend that he was in a coma, and then the other guy would go over and slowly make love to him. <laughs> and he would do it really slowly, and he would do it different every time. Yeah. <laughs> you can't explain that to a Senate subcommittee. It's got to stay inside the writer's room. That kind of gag. Yeah, right. 
But that and would it was then, Golden Girls. That would break yeah. the. <laughs> that would break the, the, the tension. Yeah, it breaks the tension. It gets and then, people's minds off. Yeah, because the, sometimes the, you get stuck on one joke, and you just hit the wall, and for some reason everybody's brain freezes, and you can't figure out a story point or a joke, or and then you just sit there, and then everybody's energy drains. And, yeah. and, 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 and this kind of thing takes you off the dime, right. so to speak. Right, and right. Bang. Yeah, back in out. again, yeah. Because uh, the back of your head's working. That's what I like to call it. Back of your head's working, not the yeah. front of your head. All right, uh, heckler tip. Not even like a line on how to handle a heckler. But uh, now you did some studying with the acting, the acting coach. Yes. Uh, but, uh, and, I, and I, I think that might, yeah, I think you told me this might play into it. When I, when I studied acting, the technique, it was the Meisner technique, which was all about listening and answering. So which you, a lot of stand-ups have a problem with. Yes. Listening. Right. That's the key to acting, and it is uh, the, the the lack of it is the key to stand up. Right, sometimes. right. It's more aggressive. Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of listen to me, and then even when I'm talking to you, I'm talking to you so that I can listen to me more. Right. But and so what you do is when you when they heckle you, you can't fall into a uh, a defensive stance and say I'm being attacked. I have to eviscerate this person. Instead, you just hyper focus, look at them, take them in. Hear what they're saying, and as you're listening to them, repeat everything they say. As you are doing a scan, what shirt are they wearing? Are they bifocal glasses? What does right, their right, date look right. like? What are they drinking? <laughs> Load up the data, and then as they speak, they're gonna. First of all, the crowd is gonna come around to your side because this person's being yeah, an asshole, and you're being sensitive, and you're being sensitive. And then when you right. finally unload on the on the guy or the girl, sure. Then uh, you know, it's 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 usually very effective. You just Tony Dorsetted your way around a hashtag, man. or the girl. <laughs> yeah, that is that advice. I love that advice. Brought to you by U Drive, the app that lets you rent your own car to take you wherever you want to go. Now, finally, <laughs> oh, this is exciting. It's time for the fiery four. The fiery four. Frank Fitzsimmons. These are sports takes. Hotter than a Palm Springs Watsu pool. Fire number one. Is it time to pay college players or should they be happy with a diploma and shattering their virginity at the speed of light? Because they get on campus and they're probably laid before they get. Oh, yeah. It is probably time. huh? It is. Well, either that or we get the professional players to only play for pussy as well. Yeah, I don't I think, think that's going to work. I think if you're a college player and there's 50,000 people watching and they're broadcasting the game and they're selling your jersey with your name on the back of it and you're getting none of If you're a business major, you should fail the course. Yeah, if you're a business major and an athlete. Yeah. And, and you still can't. You can't put, crunch those numbers. You can't put that two and two together. Yeah, then, you, <laughs> then you're not going to be very good. Get out of business school. Yeah, because that diploma is not getting. You, bouncer jobs, you don't really need a diploma for. <laughs> that's true. Although nowadays I don't know. I don't know what they're asking. What kind yeah. of questions do you have to go through to get into a bar nowadays? The kids, yeah. they're all over the map, and they probably got it on their phones. It's an app, answer, uh, answer bouncer questions, yeah. dot right. com or right. some crap. I don't know. <laughs> Fire number two. Uh, which New York NFL franchise is going to have the better season? Your New York Giants with new head coach Pat Shermer, Eli, and Saquon Barkley. Uh, although their front office is still away. Uh, but the Jets... Uh, they got Sam Darnold. Yeah. They also have Adam Gase, who who uh, looks like a butcher who's used the uh, the beef cutter for something else. 
He's a little cross-eyed. <laughs> something's weird. Yeah, yeah, guy. he's off. Yeah, yeah. I would say I hear Lawrence Taylor's coming back this year, so I think the oh. defense is going to be strong. <laughs> stronger, yeah. Yeah. They, uh, they would actually be stronger with a 71-year-old Lawrence yeah, right. Taylor. No, I think they got to get rid of Eli. I think with Eli in there, it's just, you, you know, it's dead wood. You got to cut him loose. I mean, we're just turning That's out a with, tough one. Yeah. You know, how do you handle a guy yeah, like that? You I know. know. That's, that's like when they yanked Sinatra off the Grammys. They, they had did, to yank, yeah. When did they do that? He was wandering a little bit in an accepted speech. No shit. Yeah, and they, they went to commercial. Wow. Yeah, I think a couple of people were shot still over that. He had some favors he could still pull in. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. So you get an older guy like that. Although the Packers did it. Yeah. Far, cut him loose, let him go right to the Vikings. Minnesota, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, So at some point you're saying cut bait. Cut him loose. Let him play for the Bengals. They could use somebody right now. He'd love it. Cincinnati in the winter. It's charming. Wow, yeah. <laughs> it's very hard for me to see Eli in a Bengals uniform. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, you're right. you, you got to put your foot down. Fire number three. What sport would you take out of the Olympics? Oh. And if you can think of it, uh, what sport would you put in? I don't care if it's summer. I don't care if it's winter. Is there a sport that's always bothered you when it pops up and you go, oh, man, I don't know about that sport. Why is that here? And then, ooh, it could be something you've always thought was a sport that uh, they don't I, I'm going to go with uh, Ultimate Frisbee. You'd put you'd you'd put that in with, with a with a drug test. If you have not tested positive for marijuana, you are not allowed on the playing field. So the competition, <laughs> the competitive spirit, yes. is emanating from drugs. Right, what you say. Like, embrace it as embrace, opposed to yeah, as opposed to like uh, cycling, where they keep trying and keep trying and keep trying to wash it out. That's right. Now you add it in, and then at the end, when you're standing on the podium, they don't play the national anthem. They play Scarlet Begonias by the Grateful Dead. Wow. Yeah. And that's about 34 minutes of song right minutes. there. That's the live version, yeah. Yeah. That's, but uh, <laughs> So they could actually cut back and forth. <laughs> they could have Mike Tarico going, we'll go back to the ultimate Frisbee Awards ceremony. We're about halfway through. <laughs> and everybody's just flow dancing. <laughs> yeah, sure. Strobe lighting and, and uh, those Christmas rainbow things spinning around on spotlights. I like it. Uh, finally, fire number four. So we'd cut something. We'd probably cut. Uh, here's what sport I would we cut. play? I would, I would, here's what I would cut in order to get ultimate Frisbee. In. Yeah. Uh, the gymnastics things where they wave the uh, the wands. Yeah. And the hula hoops and things. Yeah, I don't understand how that became a sport. That's insane. Yeah, it is a little weird. I mean, there it's, 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 it's a backyard picnic. Yes. At that point. It's yeah. Not a, yeah. Where's the badminton set? Where's Uncle Ray with the no, barbecue? No, I think badminton is a sport, though. Oh, my God. Yeah. Look at you now. Look at me. I've, I've cornered myself. <laughs> Can the Knicks do anything at all this season, or will the Brooklyn Nets finally dominate the city? This is the Brooklyn Nets year. I mean, how do you go up against a team who's, uh, whose fans are out there ordering liver pate with sun-dried tomatoes <laughs> sure. and single malt scotch? Yeah, they got vendors out there. Yeah. <laughs> Glenn Levitz. <laughs> Glenn Finnich, <laughs> prosciutto and melon balls. They got it all out there. Yeah. That fiery four brought to you by Chef Theardi, the gender-neutral can of ravioli. Now, yeah, I understand uh, you may have a pop quiz for me. We even have a theme song for this. It goes something like this. We could even use the recorded one or this one. Pop, pop quiz. That's actually. I love it. Use yeah. that. No residual. Acapella. Like all right. For, I got three questions for you. One of them is geography. The other one is, of course, sports. And then we're going to uh, close it out 
with uh, music. That's how uh, badly I've been doing on the pop quizzes is uh, uh, Greg uh, Fitzsimmons has been kind enough to tip me <laughs> to yeah. the region of right. the question. Right. That's huge. I'll try. Geography. Uh, what is the name of the southern coast of Spain? Uh, Ca del Sol. Very close. Costa del Sol. I'm going to oh. give you full points on that. Wow. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. I use the... Uh, Oh, damn it. What's the region of Spain that wanted? No, that's Portugal. I ah, forget it. I almost had a joke there. <laughs> I was going to say I used, the, I used the Abyssinian pronunciation. 1970s, the New York Rangers uh, had two two guys on the first and second lines who were brothers. Please name them. They had two guys. Two, two sets of brothers. No, One set two of brothers. brothers. Two brothers. Two brothers. Two brothers. Two brothers. On, on, on uh, different lines? Different lines. Now it's the Espositos because we win as a goalie. Esposito was on the team at the time. I will go. Oh, man. Uh, Stan and Irv Makita. <laughs> I took a shot. Makita! <laughs> uh, it was Dave and Don Maloney. Oh, brother. Maloney sure, brother. I should have known Fitzsimmons. Yeah. Coming in with the Irish <laughs> screwball. I whiffed badly on that. Wasn't even in the strike zone. One and one. Uh oh, this one counts for something. Let's go to music. I'm waiting. It's the Beatles. Go for it. What is Ringo Starr's real name? Ringo Starr. Yeah. No? It's uh, Ringo Starr's real name. Is uh wouldn't it be ironic if it was Pete Best? <laughs> He had it legally changed. <laughs> yeah. Just to taunt them. Just, just to taunt the guy. <laughs> trying, to, trying to drink his life away in a bar. In the, oh, that poor in bastard. Shetlands. Yeah. Going to... Uh, Way up in the islands. Just karaoke nights. <laughs> Eating fish and chips constantly. Uh, Ringo Starr's real name is uh, John Starr. Star... Starling. Key. Starkey? Starkey. Starkey. Yeah. I missed. Yeah. One I'll give two. you half credit on that. Oh, I tied. One and a half. You were you were gender neutral on that one. <laughs> not, not easy to do in the, this age of hashtags. Getting sloughed out. That pop quiz brought to you by Sugary Drinks. Don't just hydrate. Carbohydrate and smirks. The lemony sarcastic breath mint. Plus... <laughs> Daylight, it's everywhere <laughs> till about 7 p.m. or so. My guest today, the great Greg Fitzsimmons. Follow Greg on Twitter at Greg Fitz Show. Catch his podcast. He's got Fitz Dog Radio. You got the childish thing with Owen. Hey, with friend? Allison Rosen, my uh, partner. That's a great one. Anywhere podcasts are available, just go check them out. They're worth your time. You're going to thank me. You're going to thank Greg. Go to GregFitzsimmons.com for upcoming dates and tons more stuff. Greg, thank you so much. This We should do this again soon. Really soon. <laughs> really soon. <laughs> Let's check the machine. Follow me on Twitter at Chet Waterhouse. Follow my comedian buddy at Real Jeff Cesario. Visit JeffCesario.com for upcoming dates. Hey, he's doing a, one of those album thingies at a, a club called Acme a Comedy Club in Minneapolis. Uh, September 26th to the 28th. Uh, thanks to all of you for listening. Support my sponsors, True Car and BetOnline.ag. If you want more of me this weekend, I'll be in Boiling Bay, Mississippi, doing the play-by-play of crawfish football for the Legal Weed Network. This is Chet Waterhouse reminding you to play with pain.